0: Welcome to Ask the Chief Information Officer on Federal News Network. Now your host, Jason Miller.
1: My guests today are Tom Santucci, the Director of IT Modernization within the Office of Government-Wide Policy in the General Services Administration, and Steve Nauman, a Senior Advisor in the Office of IT Modernization within OGP in the General Services Administration as well. Tom, Steve, thanks so much for taking the time to join me today.
2: Thanks, Jason. Thanks.
1: We are talking about one of my favorite topics, data center And cloud optimization, we're talking about DCOI in many ways. This is one of those stories that I've been covering since the good old days of uh, e-government, Vivek Kundra, the 25-point plan. I'm sure you all remember it well. So let's just start at the very beginning. It seems like we can't quite say we've succeeded in data center consolidation and optimization, but agencies have made a ton of progress. There's even a new GAO report out that, that describes how much progress agencies have made. So maybe start with Tom, what are some of your goals for the program management office, some of your priorities, some of your focus areas?
2: We've done a tremendous job. And the nice thing about FATARA is putting metrics around data center closure and the efforts in the federal space and making ourselves more efficient. It's really nice to go to the uh, IT dashboard and see the accomplishments of the federal workforce of closing data centers. And you know, given the interconnection between cloud and data centers, we see a, a migration towards that, and we're going to continue to focus on IT modernization and not physical structures. And spotlighting administration's priorities on cyber, climate, zero trust, IPv6, and other things that make it all work. And we also feel like the uh, cloud community of practice is really a looking glass into the federal workforce. and. If there's a message that comes out from OMB, CISA, NIST, or others, they'll sound it off at the COP, where we manage that community of practice, which has over uh, 4,000 members now.
1: It's interesting, Tom, that you talk about the data center cloud optimization initiative. Really, the, the focus here in many ways is moving away from physical structures and more to this IT modernization is that the thought process behind that? Because physical structures, agencies have done such a good job in closing. when I read the GAO report recently. Agencies closed more data centers than expected in 2020, for instance. Is that part of this reason?
2: Well, we've always felt like it should evolve. Uh, DCOI was not a stagnant program. It's It, it has been evolving. I think M 1919, probably first addressed application rationalization. And getting at the application layer, not the physical structure, or trying to identify what a data center is—that's a that's a challenge, to say the least.
1: Yeah, without a doubt, that has been a debate, ongoing debate for for a long time. And uh, you guys, I think, have been uh, a little in the middle there. Let me take a half step back and bring Steve into the conversation. Steve, as you talk about the the priorities and focus areas. What areas are you focused on and and how are you kind of, were you seeing this evolution happening?
3: One of the main reasons why I came to DCOI is to help federal agencies focus on the compute. I was the um, SSA representative for FDCCI, and we spent a lot of time trying to define data centers when what the real focus should be is affecting an agency's core business mission and focusing on that. So I wrote the application rationalization playbook, which is based on basically a migration, looking at what you have, looking at where to put it strategically based on cost, service, delivery, and business resiliency, and giving that to management and saying, here's all the information that we have to make the best decisions possible. And a lot of times we see things going to the cloud then when you put things to the cloud, your existing data centers remain and all those costs associated with the physical building remain. So you have to look at that and say, if I have 10 data centers, I put half of my compute to the cloud, I have 10 data centers operating at 50% efficiency. Let's look at those and close those. So we, we always talk about how consolidation and optimization go hand in hand. And that's, that's an example. So I try to help agencies figure out the best way to move forward based on their core business missions. What works for USDA may not
1: work for SBA. You make an interesting point that the goal here is not necessarily for, for every agency to close every data center. It's just to say if we have 10 of them and they're all operating at 20 to 50 percent efficiency, maybe we only need two or three of them, and then we can optimize those two or three is that where agencies are now based on your perspective and working with them and and through the DCOI initiative? Are they getting to that point of saying, we've consolidated it, now we're going to optimize?
3: Right. I mean, it's data centers and IT portfolio management is always in a constant state of refinement. There's changes happening every day, every, every weekend, and things come in and out of priority for the agency. So, Agencies may not realize it, but they're doing application rationalization on a on a regular basis. Every time that you put something into production and then have to re-up it in a few years, you're you're doing that. So yes, it's it's always something that needs to be looked at. And one of the things that after what over a decade we're only, what, about 12% into the cloud, and one of the big reasons is there's a, there's a lot of things that we do in the federal sector that's not commercially available because it's not commercially viable. So we have to make sure that we're still doing that the most effective way that we can, whether that's keeping it in our own data centers, helping uh, industry give us what we need for the cloud, or going to co location
1: generally and this is maybe for either you or tom at this point what are some of those trends are you you know 12 percent in the cloud I, I guess i'm surprised by that number i would have expected it to be 30 40 just based on everyone and their their brother and sister talking cloud every conference we go to talking cloud <laughs> everybody feels like they're in the cloud but only 12 percent is what's the trend then or around data centers are they still being shut down are they are they being optimized what, what are you seeing
2: I'll sure. take it first and then Steve can uh pick up. But you know, what we're seeing is a lot of hybrid, you know, where people are moving their production loads to the cloud and probably leaving their uh secondary sites on prem or in a data center on the edge, right? I think we're gonna see a lot of the edge computing taking taking hold here and moving closer to commercially viable uh data centers. Uh, and then it's a quick hop to the cloud. Uh, so if you want to change vendors on cloud uh, CSPs, you're able to do that really quick if you've got a copy on site or on a uh, another location.
1: Let me follow back up on, on, on that 12% number for a second just to, to give Steve an, an opportunity. I, I know in some ways that's an educated guess, I imagine, right? I mean, I don't think GAO, I'm not sure OMB has ever kind yeah. of put, put those numbers together, but that but, but the issue really is more broader than how much is in the cloud or not in the cloud. It, it's really about this IT modernization piece, and the, the cloud is just a piece of the bigger puzzle.
3: The 12% is anecdotal, what's available from reading all the different websites and industry information. When I first came to GSA, it was calculated, that was in 2016, it was about 10%, and that was after, after a decade. So we've always been in, pretty much in a hybrid Environment. If you've had more than one data center, basically it's hybrid. When we talk about cloud and edge, it's somebody else's data center. So it's connecting all these all these data centers and making sure that you do your risk analysis, making sure everything works whenever you you move, especially after a a contract runs out. And one of the other things that I'm involved with is the Open Compute Project and coming up with standards, open standards for. For the entire industry, whether that's for applications or the data center itself or physical security, because once we get into all these different sources of compute, we've gone from one data center to many suppliers, and we have to make sure that that it all fits together and we can restore it and when we need to.
1: Give me a little bit more about that open standards. Uh, I'm not as familiar with it. The idea is. That no matter where you're at, it's the idea of open, I'm sure it's not open source, but it's that same concept that we all agree that this is the baseline that we're going to start at. So if we need to move from A to B, it's easier to move.
3: Right. It's an industry organization, opencompute.org. And it has many different work groups in it addressing different parts of IT. I work specifically in the sustainability work group and the physical security for data center work group. So one of the first things I, I've done two major migrations for uh, Social Security. And one of the first things I ask people when they when they say they get to the cloud, I ask, when do you start planning migration? And they're like, we just got to the cloud. Well, the contract ends. So well, what happens when the head. contract ends? When that vendor may get it next time, they may not get it next time. So you have to plan for an eventual migration. And it's, and I think industry needs to understand that in order to get more of our business they have to have less proprietary stuff and more open standards so we can quickly move pre- between providers once a contract is up. So we don't want to get into justifi- justification for sole sourcing and, and all that. We want to get the best value for the federal government, and we need to do that in a way that we can quickly move to another provider.
1: I appreciate that. I think I think uh, it's we hear a lot about those things and non-proprietary, but you don't really think about it when it comes to data centers or kind of compute in that sense. And and I think as more agencies move to the cloud, more live in this hybrid environment, I think that that becomes an important piece. When we talk about current status and data centers, let's maybe talk a little bit about why this program both has been successful, but it's also had some challenges over, over the years. Uh, Tom, from a, maybe the broad perspective um hey every agency got an A on Fatara we're done right i mean we we can close the book and move on to something else right
2: sure it's evolving and i think m1919 introduced key mission facilities and that was not that was probably be intended to be the end state of what that data center or that agency's data center inventory should look like at the end of the day after all closures are done but that Eventually evolves because Steve often mentions commercially available services just keep increasing, which reduces the the need to have these key mission facilities and latency networks bandwidth is only going to get better and bigger, where you don't need to be physically close to your data. Eventually, you know we see that changing. And just in the last ten years, I mean, I'm I have a cabin in the woods and I'm pumping 200 megs for that. So for $84 a a month.
1: Um, The key mission facilities, let's maybe go down that path of M1919 for a second. I've heard a lot about it. It really brought up some of these availability, sustainability, energy metering type of of metrics. From your perspective, have agencies been able to take that on? Or what I've also heard is, well, you know, maybe in some cases the juice isn't worth the squeeze sometimes. What What are you seeing from a trend perspective around the, this availability energy metering and, and other optimization metrics
2: the availability metric was probably um, the easiest one to, to achieve agencies set their goals and all they had to do is meet their goal that they set and you know a data center does not need to be 99 six nines it it needs to be somewhere, uh, high enough where your DR and your production are running or one one or one of the sites are running at any given time. And it really needs to be at the application layer, not necessarily the data center layer. I don't think we want to go down the road of certifying every federal data center. Uh, it's very time consuming, costly, and we don't necessarily want to retrofit these data centers to meet current standards. A lot of them have been in use for 20, 30 years, they're probably end of life and running on extended leases. Uh, you know, let's keep evolving to shared services and going to commercially viable products, particularly when we have administration uh, priorities that align with data center closures.
1: And Steve, jump in here, maybe talk a little bit about some of those other optimization metrics that we've seen and, and how agencies are, 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 could or are today addressing them.
3: People need to understand how data centers actually work. They're very tightly engineered, specialized buildings and they're built to the load that you expect to have. And once you start taking things out and putting them to the, to the cloud, you introduce a lot of inefficiencies, which points the way to, to closing down those data centers and and consolidation. But uh, there's there's always talk about sustainability and water usage and, and things like that. Those are already engineered into the the structure, and once that equation is changed, you're not going to get that many more efficiencies by using less water or, or things like that. You may have to do a complete retrofit of existing data centers, which we're not going to do. It's better to go to what's commercially available. Those the Private industry data centers are typically tier three. And what that means is concurrently maintainable. You don't have to shut down to do big facilities, you know, refits and, and things like that. So that's why we're actively encouraging people to get to the cloud, or at least I call it half step to the cloud going into colo. And there may not be cloud products and services that you can utilize, but you can certainly put your infrastructure, your your servers and data into co-location and take advantage of that the innovation that's that's available
1: in private industry
3: so we're always encouraging agencies to do that
1: Steve Tom on that note let's take a quick break when we come back we can continue our conversation my guests today are Tom Santucci the director of IT modernization within the Office of government-wide policy in the general services administration and Steve Nauman a Senior Advisor in the Office of IT Modernization within OGP in the General Services Administration. I'm Jason Miller, and you're listening to Ask the CIO on Federal News Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Ask the CIO on Federal News Network. I'm your host, Jason Miller. My guests today are Tom Santucci, the Director of IT Modernization within the Office of Government-Wide Policy in the General Services Administration, and Steve Nauman, the Senior Advisor in the Office of IT Modernization within OGP within the General Services Administration. Today, we're specifically talking about data center and cloud optimization initiative that runs out of Tom and Steve's office. When you want to go back to your time at SSA and and, and when you were developing that data center and were you looking at the optimization? Like, what were some of the thoughts that went through it? Because one thing we know for sure is that data centers are not going away. We know agencies will always have one or two or however many they believe they need. They're not going to have thousands. So those that they do keep will obviously have to be as opt- optimized as possible. So what are some of the things that, that you thought about as you put together that the SSA plan?
3: It was funded by stimulus money. So we had to hit all sorts of energy efficiency in the building and the data center itself. So we had GSA and Department of Energy. We all worked together to come up with ways to make it more energy efficient. Some of the things that that data center had was like a natural meadow around the data center so we didn't have to cut the grass every week. And it took a while for people to understand you don't have to cut the grass every week, you cut it once a year. There was the use of windows in the office part, but the data center itself was utilizing hot aisle containment. And then it had a heat map where you could look at what aisles are being really, really hot, and then eventually the thought is to to V motion things. If you have a whole aisle that's running too hot, you can move those servers logically to another area to, to spread out the load. One of the other things is battery technology. And we were looking back then for what people are calling now active energy management. One of the things that's on the horizon are graphene batteries that, that last thousands of times longer than the, the typical lead acid batteries. And what we're looking to do is, charge those batteries up and discharging them in periods of high cost. So active energy management is something that uh, we looked at at the data center and any type of energy efficiency based upon the load of the data center over time. So there's liquid cooling that was being used, especially for the mainframes. So there's an instant on lighting, turning up the heat. I, I did a presentation one time for, and, and it was a, uh, you know, turn off the lights, turn off the heat in the in the data center, and that's what you can do. The data center standards now we see higher temperatures. Uh, Forty years ago, you'd go into a data center, raised floor, and it's fifty five degrees. Now you can go into one, and you're sweating because it's seventy eight degrees. And that's what we're looking, what we're looking to do. We're trying to take advantage of all the energy efficiencies that are available. And Department of Energy has some great programs, FEMP, uh, Federal um, Energy Management Program. They offer the DSEP program, data center energy practitioner. All their national labs are doing great things, and they they've even started a new office called the Office of Clean Energy. And from what I understand, uh, there's a, a reorg going on that because of the the importance of green and sustainable energy going forward, that this is going to be one of the highest priorities for the, the secretary of DOE. And, hope, and I, I volunteered for some of these things and be a part of those work groups. And we can relay that to our uh, users in the cloud and data center community of practice that we run.
1: It is definitely great to know about, obviously, FEMP, we've talked a lot about, but the, the fact that they have a data center energy practitioner program is helpful, and obviously, the national lab stuff, and uh, the reorg is something uh, uh, that I think has gained some attention. Steve, are a lot of other agencies looking at SSA as maybe a model? Or are they starting to ask questions of you all or energy department that you know of about, okay, how do we optimize our data centers? What's the conversation like? I mean, beyond the fact they were trying to rationalize application and get out of data centers? uh, Because we know some will always exist. What's the conversation like?
3: That's always been a conversation. As long as I've been in the data center world, everyone who works in a data center and data center operations is always looking at it technically and how to do it better. That's just the nature of engineers, trying to do it better and squeeze out as much efficiency as possible. One of the trends that I see is and we help do this in DCOI is, is to get away from PUE power usage effectiveness. That's great for power. So the way I explain it is you can have every computer in your data center turned on and it's humming along, operating efficiently, using power very sparingly, but that, that computer could not be running. I mean, it's possible it's not running anything. So what we need to look at is the, efficiency of the compute and the services being provided by by those data centers and and that's trying to mash together two really different types of of metrics there's things that are going on out in industry i believe ebay has has something that's efficiency per compute cycle and and things like that so that's that's really what we're what we're looking for and there's all sorts of things that we can do in data centers to make make them uh, more efficient they already are very efficient because they are, are very tightly engineered, but a lot of the older older data centers can really take advantage of uh, containment and raising temperatures, and we'll, we'll get better numbers by that.
1: Tom, let me bring you back into the conversation here. One of the things about the this data center discussion over the last decade is basically it's been A lot of discussion, a lot of debate, but there's also been a fair amount of challenges. I mean, from your perspective and how you support agencies, what have you seen as some of those bigger challenges?
2: Just step away from the 24-act agencies for a moment. The small and micros are desperate for for help. They've got executive orders coming at them left and right. They don't have the resources or the talent necessarily to compete with the big agencies, much less industry on, on that talent. And they are completely strapped in their old data centers. I call them the fifth floor data center. And they're just running as if it was 20 years ago. And I think if we, Tom speaking, but if we could help them, assist them in cloud migrations or be more efficient, and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be cloud. Maybe it's GSA standing up some shared services for the small and micro agencies or having a small work group or, or team to extend to small agencies to help them with cloud migrations, we can train them. Uh, our community of practice does a really good job at training those people. We've trained over a thousand people just last year in cloud net- networking, but that does not give them the, the right or the ability to move to the cloud after they've gotten training. They need some back-end support, that red line or that hotline to call if they get in trouble, because they eventually they will. I think the same holds true with IPv6 to uh, some extent. They're still under the executive order to migrate to IPv6. They're gonna need help doing that. And particularly in troubleshooting IPv6. I mean, and there just isn't enough talent, just like there isn't enough talent for cloud. there's even smaller amounts of talent for IPv6.
1: I think both those are really great examples, whether it's data centers or IPv6. The fact is there's this whole group of agencies beyond the the big ones that that have data centers that need to be, as you said, they're operating as if it was 20, 25 years ago. Is there a movement from either GSA or or the the community of practice to really address that challenge with, with smaller agencies?
2: Um we did put a proposal together about 4 years ago at the end of the Obama administration uh that we are are circulating but that's um that's a wish list right now
1: okay so it's kind of maybe something that's it's it's on the radar but not necessarily uh uh it's it's just something that's more of on the starting line of of the discussion point
2: yeah we i mean we've got some strong representation on the executive committee for the COP uh in they are continuing to advocate for small agencies, and, and we do everything we can to, to help the small guy out.
1: Let me talk a little bit more about this community practice, too, because, Tom, I think it's important to, to help get the word out about what are some of the, quote-unquote, services you provide? How do you train folks? Uh, how do you help agencies maybe improve how they audit their data center, the energy usage, or the, or the cybersecurity posture? or availability metrics. What are some of those initiatives you all provide to to really help agencies move toward better effectiveness and efficiency?
2: Well, the community of practice as a whole is just a, a brokerage of information. So we get success stories from agencies to tell their story to the community of practice and and tell it to the masses. And, you know, depending on the subject, we'll get anywhere from 2 to 500 people on a on a call every month depending on um, what we have and who's telling the story. You know, Last month was a good example of zero trust. Nobody's been successful in zero trust, but they're all trying to go down this journey together. And we had over 550 people on that call of just feds learning about zero trust. And I think we need to get some of the deliverables, concrete deliverables to the community to help them on a multitude of it. You know, whether it be multi-cloud, hybrid cloud, cloud tagging guides, so we know where we're spending the money, right? Or be able to categorize it uh, easier. Containerism is another big topic that just keeps continues to explode. And if you think about containerism, we're getting further and further away from hardware and talking about virtual worlds. And then the Zero Trust Best Practices Guide that we're developing, we are supporting Sylvia Burns and Jerry Karen from OIG on a, their zero trust interagency working group. Their lead, we're supporting them. It's an interagency working group that is just trying to get the best practices from everybody. we get input from agencies and vendors to tell their success stories and they'll all have a, a bent on zero trust. We're just trying to get the minimum viable product out as soon as possible and be able to get it out and just continue to develop it after then. Don't wait for the perfect product to be developed before you publish it.
1: Is there anything coming around data center consolidation optimization? Are there any new documents? Or maybe even just conversely, are there existing documents we should remind folks about that you all have put out over the years?
2: I'll keep talking about application rationalization. And, you know, Steve put together the playbook several years ago. We've updated it a couple times. We've put in organizational change management in there because application rationalization, if done correctly, it has the full inventory of your systems within the agency. And, and if you're talking about a 24-act agency, you may have 40 agencies under that. And imagine the redundancy. And so the CIO, it actually, application rationalization really supports you know, Fatara and empowers the CIO to make strategic decisions on how many redundant systems are they going to have within their agency. And it's perfectly acceptable to have redundancy, but make that known well in advance of their refresh rates or refresh times, you know, a year in advance so uh, you know exactly what you're saying yes or no to. And that's what we're trying to is put the knowledge in front of the CIOs to make these informed decisions.
1: And Steve, I appreciate the fact you brought up FEMP earlier and some of the the other uh, stuff from the energy department. Are there other best practices, other areas that the folks can look at as they look at data center optimization and IT modernization, other things that they should keep an eye eye on or eye out for?
3: There's so much information out there now because everyone's talking about sustainability and energy efficiency green energy there's so much information that i always look to industry they have the ability to quickly pivot and get things done where we have we're a little bit behind in the federal sector just because of the our budgeting and acquisition cycles so there's all sorts of information available on how to make existing data centers more efficient and then utilizing what's available in co-location and cloud so there's just so many metrics out there. We're working on some maybe uh, sustainability metrics for DCOI or, or things like that to go with the trend to make it more meaningful because I think we've we've played out about closing data centers and we're evolving to, to meet the demands of society and the federal government and, and, and our users and constituents.
1: Tom, Steve, I've really very much enjoyed our conversation. So let me thank my guests. Tom Santucci is the Director of IT Modernization within the Office of Governmentwide Policy in the General Services Administration. Tom, thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you. And Steve Nauman is the Senior Advisor in the Office of IT Modernization within OGP, also with the General Services Administration. Steve, thank you also for taking the time.
3: Thank you, Jason. Anytime.
1: I'm Jason Miller, and we have to take a break. You're listening to Ask the CIO on Federal News Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Ask the CIO on Federal News Network. I'm your host, Jason Miller. In this part of the show, we continue our conversation about data center consolidation and optimization. My guest is Carol Harris, the Director of IT and Cybersecurity Issues at the Government Accountability Office. Carol, the pleasure talking to you again. Thanks so much for taking the time.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Nice to be here.
1: So we're talking about data center consolidation, optimization. This has been an ongoing discussion, I think, across the government for the last uh, about 12 years, I went back and looked back at Vivek Kundra's first memo about data center consolidation and optimization, and uh, I've been following it really ever since, uh, around 2010, 2011 timeframe. So let me just start at the beginning. Uh, GAO released a report on the data center consolidation optimization effort. Maybe just go at a very high level. What were some of your big findings from that report?
0: The big findings is that agencies are doing what they're supposed to be doing in closing out data centers as well as making plans and executing on their plans on optimizing those sensors that they still have open. We're, you know, we're coming cl- close to the end of the data center consolidation initiative. I, I think that we've, you know, squeezed as much juice as we can from here. And so, in looking forward, agencies, you know, should be looking more towards the optimization front as well as the move towards the cloud. So. So really, there there weren't any showstoppers in our report. It, it really was about you know agencies continuing to, to keep with their plans for, for closures and, and optimization.
1: Obviously, good news, Geo report, if you will. I mean, so many times, right? You, we we know we the joke is you know progress made, more progress needed, and and in many cases, in many ways, this initiative shows how much progress has been made over the last dozen or so years. Did anything surprise you based on your findings and the research you guys have done?
0: No, there weren't any surprises here. I think, you know, as you said, it you know, agencies have, have done a lot of work over the past ten years to close these these data centers and so we're coming, you know, closer to the end of the initiative. So there there aren't um, any large dollars to be saved anymore and so it really it's you know, agencies are, are still They're finding some more sensors that can be closed, and they're closing them. And really, it's all about optimization and moving to the cloud.
1: Let's talk a little bit about optimization. Uh, When we look at the report that you all put out there, and, and again, very interesting, a lot of the optimization statistics, a lot of agencies are making progress there, too, virtualization availability, advanced energy metering, utilization of servers, from an optimization perspective, that's the next hurdle. Are there things that you noticed or things that, that kind of came out in, in your reporting that you would say, here's the next challenge or here's what agencies maybe need to start to, you know, focus on from an optimization perspective?
0: We think that, you know, from an optimization perspective, agencies, you know, should continue to, you know, make as much, you know, as much use of of the sensors that they have. But really, it's, it, it should be um, making a decision as to whether it's better for them to deploy new systems and applications using their existing data center capabilities or to use cloud computing services. And, you know, as part of that consideration, they should be including evaluations of cost and energy and performance efficiencies relative to their program or agency goals. And so that's really kind of the next big push, you know, coming out of the the consolidation initiative, or I should say the evolution of the consolidation initiative.
1: I'm glad you brought up the word evolution because as you and I have seen over the last decade or so this has definitely evolved and I think that gets to the the discussion about why has this been such a debate about what is a definition what is not a definition I, I know OMB has changed the definition a couple times and and they you know I talked to Tony Scott the former federal CIO and And he admits now that, you know, he thought it would be an easy change. He thought this made sense. We're using, you know, an industry standard definition. And and I think in retrospect, he probably may not have changed the definition back in 2016 if he knew what he knew now. But why do you think this has been such a big area of debate over the last, uh, you know, six, seven, eight years?
0: I think because we were all struggling with the data centers and what the right balance is to report out on. So if you look back in 2010 – you know, OMB's initial definition looked for data centers that were like 500 square feet or bigger and met stringent availability requirements. And realizing that they were missing a number of data centers, that's when the federal CIO expanded this definition to include everything down to like server clauses. And however, in doing so, they also inadvertently included a number of things that you know were not intended to be data centers, like FAA control towers or VA medical imaging centers. And so agencies complained about the need to report on those facilities, and rightly so. And so I think this resulted in some friction between OMB and the agencies subject to you know, those first years of, of the federal uh, data center initiative, and then eventually the, the consolidation, um, the data center consolidation initiative. And then fast forward to 2019, OMB revised that the DCOI guidance to eliminate the reporting of you know, those facilities that weren't intended to be data centers, and we agreed with that decision. However, OMB also allowed agencies to drop non-tiered data centers from reporting And that was primarily because officials believed that those were mostly smaller facilities with little to no cost-effective consolidation opportunities. And in 2020, that's when we reported that this actually created a loophole where agencies could drop the reporting of fairly large facilities. And so we noted that there were like at least 260 facilities, I believe, that were larger than 1,000 square feet that could be dropped, and as well as some data centers as large as 10,000 square feet. And so, right now, we estimate that agencies have dropped about roughly 4,500 data centers, including many of those bigger centers that we were concerned about from their inventories as a result of that definitional change. And so, that's just, in a nutshell, you know, kind of the that the longstanding struggle between OMB and the agencies as well as GAO on what that right balance of reporting should consist of.
1: And as you all in Congress have talked to OMB and the federal CIO over the years, is it, is it a matter of not seeing eye to eye so much or is it a matter of just a disagreement? Hey, you think it's dark blue and I think it's medium blue and we, we're not going to see eye to eye. We just see it differently. What, what, what's been the conversations like?
0: I mean, I I think it is kind of more of what you just described. I mean, just we have a disagreement on what should be reported out on because, you know, we we felt that especially the, the larger facilities that weren't being reported on. Well, I mean, that there are so many risks there from this kind of an overall IT management risk, um, as well as a security risk in not making sure that those larger facilities are reported on. I mean, certainly I think we can all agree. Reporting on server closets is not the intention of the initiative. But when it comes to these larger facilities, we want to make sure that they are include, included in those inventories to make sure that OMB has a good grasp on on these facilities and, and have a comprehensive inventory of data centers.
1: Do you get a sense that that's kind of the next, as we talked about the evolution of data center consolidation and optimization, optimizations and cloud is, is part of it, but do you get a sense that agencies are also going to start looking at these 4,500 or so what they call non tier data centers, but uh, obviously some of these are, are larger?
0: Yeah. I mean, we want to make sure that agencies are including these non tier data centers in their inventories to make sure that they are keeping track of them. That they are making sure that they are still centers that should be utilized. And if not, then they should be consolidated. So, just from an IT management perspective, they as well as OMB should, you know, make sure that they can, you know, wrap their hands around that comprehensive set list. And that's why we, you know, continue as of today to support having these centers being reported upon in their inventories.
1: There's been a lot of discussion around. The move toward optimization, the move toward consolidation. Let me circle back around to optimization too. Have you guys looked at whether or not it really makes sense for agencies to optimize? Is this is it cost effective for them? One federal uh, executive I talked to said, in some cases, the juice just may not be worth the squeeze to optimize because these are such old facilities that trying to you'd spend more money to 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 update them than you would just to get rid of them? I mean, is, has GAO looked at that? or any plans to look at that optimization piece?
0: Yes, we, we do have plans to look at that optimization piece. I mean, I think that makes perfect sense, that agencies should make sure that what they are doing is, is cost effective. And so I think what's most important is that agencies are having those conversations and that they are doing that analysis to determine what's best for them. But I do think, you know, in terms of where we move from data centers that, that this shift to, you know, looking at sustainability and optimization is the right way to go. Um, obviously, that evolution in policy makes sense, because it should mirror the progress that the agencies are making in this area. And since, as far as consolidation is concerned, I, I think that agencies have done a, you know, they, they've worked really hard for 10 years to consolidate those centers. And, you know, I, I think that we can, um, can call that a success. But, you know, we still have a lot of work to do. And, and now that the move should be on optimization or on ensuring that their operations are you know, the most cost-effective. So if that means doing something different, at least we want to make sure that agencies have done that proper analysis work to support what they're doing next. Carol, the, the,
1: the last piece of this is, you know, as we look back over the years of the DCOI effort, what do you think really worked about this? I mean, the scorecard you brought up as a way to really hold folks accountable. Was there just something else about the DCOI initiative that that really made sense? And and, and it took a while, but progress was made and it's real progress. And then I'll ask you the opposite question. What maybe didn't work as well? Or what would you you put your finger on to say, we as a government could have done better, dropped the ball a little bit too much?
0: One of the main benefits of the Data Center Consolidation and Optimization Initiative and its predecessors is that we as a federal government reduced our footprint as far as data centers are concerned. And as part of that, I mean, we have so many examples of agencies that have reached across not only internal but also external stovepipes to work together. So one example is is HHS and their Indian Health Service as well as Interior's Bureau of Indian Affairs. Well, they realized that they had many offices in similar locations, and they took steps to consolidate their data center operations together. And so, in addition to that, reducing the number of data centers also helped improve agency security posture, if only because there are fewer network points of access to have those vulnerabilities. So, I I think those things have, have done have been tremendous as far as, you know, successes for this initiative. And I think another good thing has been the release of publicly available data about data center consolidation and optimization efforts. You know, that certainly has helped Congress's oversight efforts as well as, as our own. You know, and also to ensure that agencies are, are held accountable as well by making that, that information public. To your second question in terms of, of what fell short, I think, you know, the changing definition of data centers and and the changes to the optimization metrics, probably sometimes have agencies confused about what they should be reporting on and what they needed to do to improve. And we still obviously have some differences with OMB as far as what should continue to be reported upon in those inventories. But I, I think, you know, overall... Um, there, there are definitely many more benefits that, that outweigh the, the, the
1: cons here. Carol, thank you so much for uh, taking the time today. I really, did, uh, I really do appreciate your time. So let me thank my guest. Carol Harris is the Director of IT and Cybersecurity Issues at the Government Accountability Office. Carol, always a pleasure to have you on.
0: Great. Thanks, Jason. Really appreciate
1: it. I'm Jason Miller, and you've been listening to Ask the CIO on Federal News Network.
0: You've been listening to Ask the Chief Information Officer on Federal News Network. Tune in Thursday mornings at 10 or subscribe to this show on iTunes or Podcast One.